The Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast are brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. Enter promo code SGP50 for a 50% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by Amazon. You're already shopping at Amazon, so shop at Amazon and help support the podcast while you do so. Go to sportscomingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and help support the podcast anytime that you shop at Amazon. And as always, get yourself a fresh new Inside Vegas t-shirt. Welcome back into the Inside Vegas podcast. We have a new sports book opening in town in Las Vegas, Circa Sports. And so there was nobody better than to talk about kind of what this could mean for uh, sports book, you know, bookmakers in general, what they are doing differently at Circa Sports, uh, now open at, I guess, their boutique shop at the Golden Gate, uh, the D, and of course, Circa Casino will be coming uh, shortly, December 2020, really. Um, but we talk with Mark Melter, find him on Twitter, at MeltVegas, edgevegas.com is his blog. He's done a ton of work pretty much everywhere in the space when it comes to sports book coverage, uh, Vegas nightlife coverage, and everything in between. We go over the new $1 million prize uh, uh, circa sportsbook contest that is coming up, regardless of how many entries they get, the two-way wagering that they have when it comes to futures bets, yes, no's, um, and everything else that they're kind of doing to separate themselves. And, and if Derek Stevens can really take it to the next level to maybe, you know, compete with Westgate and be that destination. So great conversation from Mark Meltzer, who was there at Circa Sports opening weekend at the Golden Gate, talking all things that really went into it, what he saw, what they're doing different, and kind of where it could go. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Joining me on Inside Vegas, the one and only Mark Meltzer, who knows more about nightlife and sportsbook stuff in Las Vegas. And with this new introduction, I figured there is absolutely nobody better. He's been covering it from the start with the introduction of Circus Sports. Mark, how is everything, man? How are you, my friend? Man, everything is great. I've, we had a beautiful weekend. It's always great to see a new sportsbook. And there were people visiting from pretty much all over the country. And it was nice to meet and see some new faces. So, uh Happy to be back here and catching up and on all my notes from Circa. So ready to roll. From the business end, I think that I, I was even largely confused when I was talking about this. I, uh, I, I knew Circa, the casino, was still under construction. Then I you know, had seen that Circa, the book, was going to be open. So I thought that it was just the sports book at the casino that was going to be randomly open while they took over Golden Gate in the D. So it was a little bit of a confusing thing. Thankfully, your timeline exists for me to go and look at, and get that clarification, man. What do um, – again, I know you've kind of covered this from the start – what you know? Have you ever seen something like this, where a you know quote unquote new parent company goes and takes over two other books before their main hub even opens up? No, the last sports book opening I or sports book operator opening business in uh, Las Vegas, I remember with William Hill, and uh, they just sort of took over Leroy. So it wasn't like there was individual properties in uh, you know a plan of attack like this. It was just. Hey, we have all these properties and now it's our business. Um, but Circa, they have a great timeline. You know, we have the, the what they're calling uh, boutique sports book over at Golden Gate. It's really small and basically a ticket window, five different ticket windows, two kiosks. Um, really nice, good lines and all that. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll have uh, the D, Derek Stevens' other casino that's open right now. They took over operations from William Hill and 
they're going to essentially remodel the view bar upstairs and the sports book. And from what I understand, make it one. Uh, so it'll be basically a sports bar and book. Um, but I'll see renderings at some point, hopefully later this week. And, um, or at least by the time the week is over. And then Circa is slated for December 2020. And that'll be the big one, the real destination sports book. These are really just for people to place bets and uh, and maybe watch a game for a little while. But you're not going to just sit there for the entire day and watch the games. Are you a fan of the sports book, sports bar in one? Because there was what, when it was Monte Carlo going over from Monte Carlo to Park MGM, they had Moneyline. Uh, they had Moneyline, it was called, which was basically the same thing. They put a sports book, almost, you know, kiosk bar within the bar. And it was, the, it was, I loved it. It was the coolest thing. You could go basically order a drink and uh, a sports book ticket all in one. Are you a fan of that style or do you like kind of the traditional um, or, you know, even more modern, but, you know, still traditional style of books like Wynn, Westgate, where it's kind of all within one, but not exactly in the same exact place, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. And I like it all, which is not to say I love sitting. You know, give me July at the Mirage Sportsbook with a full day of day games. I am in heaven. Love that vibe. Uh, but at the same time, when I want to go hang out and drink, have a couple drinks, play a little video poker, I don't mind going to the Moneyline at Park MGM. Or for me, I go to Red Rock. They have a sports yeah. bar. Uh, they have a bar right by the book. So I can just watch. I could watch the games and uh, play a little video poker, have some comp beers while I'm gambling. So I don't. I don't really mind that view bar is will uh, perhaps become the next version of that, uh, the next iteration of it. My only hope is that they keep the good video poker games and pay tables that they have now. It's so funny you said Mirage, man. Treasure Island to me is another one. I just love how their their sports book is literally set up like a movie theater with stadium seating where you have to walk down a flight of stairs to go down to the window. It's 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 very different. It's very cool, but it's, it's super unique. So uh, from a grand perspective, man, we look at this new company coming in, Circus Sports. I guess my first question to you is why should people care? What makes this company and this parent company different um, and kind of things that you have seen since your coverage of them that they're either doing differently or the same or, or kind of what is kind of this parent company when it comes to the sports book side, at least we'll, we'll get to the Circa Casino later, um, you know, from that perspective, what does that kind of, why should people care about Circa coming into the space? So Circa is not only an independent bookmaker, but it's competition for the other companies that are out there. Uh, for example, uh, Circa will, they, they, they have two parts of their company, I think, that they really want to focus on. One is customer service. Every person I ran to on Saturday was a great, great mood, bubbly, happy, you know, very congenial, which you don't find in every sports book in the world, let's say. Um, so hopefully they can keep that up as, you know, the days grow and we go on with that. The other thing they're looking for is technology. Um, and so we have sports betting kiosks at Golden Gate. We'll be able to have those over at uh, the D when that one opens and Circa next year when that opens, uh, which I kind of dig because I think a lot of younger betters, a lot of newer betters, would rather deal with a machine than an actual human and the pressures of talking to somebody for placing their first bet. So I think that's good. Their app, and this is where I mentioned the competition, um, their app is different than other apps in uh, Their mobile app for sports betting, you can, of course, bet on sports, uh, but there's also a way to place your picks for, the, uh, for their million-dollar football contest which is different than anybody else offers. 
And because they they uh, have been proudly uh, talking about that, we already see now Westgate now has an app available, so you can enter picks via app with their thing. It's it's a separate app from the sports betting app, but hey, it's something else, and it's it's new and it's different. And you know, I think the competition getting ahead of uh, Westgate, I think, really sort of sparked whether it's the technology provider to do it or Westgate to say, we need to get this done. I think that's a good thing. And the third thing, lastly, is competition in sports betting. So Caesars has, you know, eight or nine properties on the Vegas Strip. MGM has a ton of properties. William Hill has 100 sports books in the state. Um, Circa will offer something different than you're going to find in all of those books. Already there, and they're very futures intensive. They want to provide fair lines on everyday games for people, but they also want to provide futures betting for the tourists that may come in and say, hey, let me get 100 bucks on the lines or let me get 100 bucks on the Patriots. They want to make sure they have a robust menu for futures betting. And when they uh, opened on Saturday, they they debuted uh, yes, no on futures. So you could bet, yes, the Patriots will make the Super Bowl. No, they won't make the Super Bowl. Yes, the Detroit Lions will make the Super Bowl. More likely, no, they won't make the Super Bowl. So I think little things like that, that they're going to unveil um, moving forward. They have they opened with a pretty small um, menu of betting on the app. There's more options, I believe, inside the casino. Um, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, they they have limited sports right now, and they're going to expand the menu as we move forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing what other new little things they have. I've already seen a few different props that I haven't seen other casinos in Nevada, in Nevada. So hopefully they keep that up and keep offering something new and different. Well, let's talk about some things you just talked about, man. I think number one, the thing that makes them a little bit different is their contest that they're doing. Now, some people would say they are trying to copy or steal or be in competition with the Westgate Super Contest. I think that's kind of the machine that is going to be hard to beat. However, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of people that were very unhappy when the Westgate decided to take a rake from that. Obviously, Circa Sportsbook, they are guaranteeing $1.5 million in prizes regardless of how many people enter. No rake and 100% payback to players. Um, to me, this is something, uh, it's great, it's amazing. Um, do you see this? I mean, obviously, I think that in year one, there's a big, big potential for them to take a little bit of a loss on this. I think they're expecting that. I uh, saw Derek Stevens on Beeson saying that he expects to take the loss on this, but it's for the publicity. It's for, you know, to get people into the door and do other things. Um, is this contest, you know, how do you see this kind of breaking out? And is this something they're going to try to do every single year? Or kind of what do you think is the both the beginning and the future of the Million Dollar Sports uh, Pro Football Contest? Contest, which is, again, five games against the spread uh, at Circus Sports. So I think this year, you, like you said, Derek wanted to have that million-dollar grand prize. They're only doing uh, top 10 people get paid. So you're not going to have the extensive list that you might see over at the Westgate uh, property this year, at least. Um, they're also paying out quarterly. So every month, whoever has the most, the most points will uh, get, I believe, it's $50,000 per month. Um, I think it's a cool thing. I think if you have any iota of handicapping skills, I think this is a great contest to enter. I don't have that, so I will not enter. Um, I, there are way too many smart people for me to try to throw my hat in a ring with. But for $1,000 and a and a chance that there will be overlay as a not enough money to not enough money to cover that million and a half uh, 
guaranteed uh, prize pool. I think there is definitely a plus EV situation here uh, for this year. I think the uh, contest itself will change moving forward um, just as it develops. I think Derek always wants to make sure more people have a good time. He wants uh, people to 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 strive for that million dollar win. And I think doing it this way will get enough people excited um, to start and then they'll come back next year again. And hopefully, um, you know, there will be enough prize money to give a million dollar prize to the winner, as well as maybe more than 10 people. So funny you say that, man. I, I almost, you know, when you said Derek wants to have people, uh, Derek Stevens, president and owner of the D, uh, wants to make sure people have a good time. And to me, that's kind of the key with this and why, amongst many other reasons, I think that this, you know, circus sports will be so successful is he's a sports better. And then again, I'm not taking anything away from um, the guys at Westgate, Jay Carnegie, Drummer, all those type of guys. 100% they came up as betters and worked their way up. But to me, it's kind of a... Uh, for the boys, by the boys, you know, type of situations when it comes to Derek Stevens opening this up. And this has always been his kind of pipe dream. And again, I'm not sitting here telling you he's a professional, better go follow his picks. He, you know, has outlandish money and is able to put things into play for publicity and that type of stuff. And the money's used a little bit differently than trying to make money when it comes to sports. But to me, I really get that vibe that it's kind of, uh, you know, for the boys, by the boys. Do you get that kind of, um, you know, different vibe from Circa than some of the, uh, let's call them old guard places in Vegas or uh, sports book owners, managers in Las Vegas? Well, he definitely has a passion for sports betting. And when he was uh, talking about Circa, the casino opening, and then and Circa Sports opening, the uh, you can see his eyes light up when he talks about the first time he walked into the Westgate, when he goes into the Stardust for the first time. Like he grew up, in Las Vegas with those experiences with the old guard, the people that open the first bet when you're looking at uh, states like New Jersey and uh, Mississippi and uh, Pennsylvania, they have celebrities to do the first bet, like the inaugural photo op. Mm-hmm. Derek Stevens had bookmakers from Las Vegas place the first bet. So, like to give you an idea, he ha- he holds everybody in high regard, and he holds this industry in high regard. And you know, going back to the contest, uh, he will. I think it was last year he had twenty five thousand dollars on Michigan to win the uh, to win March Madness. He was up for a million dollars, and that's where the concept of the million dollar prize comes comes in because he was he had such a buzz from that that he wanted other people to have that similar feeling. You know, where you put in a grand and maybe you can win a million dollars. That's his thought. Or three grand if you get three entries because you have a, a max of three entries for their contest. So he definitely holds the industry in high regard. He's a he's a better. He uh, It's funny, uh, talking to Matt Metcalf, who's running the operation um, for certain sports, he talks about, you know, being able to bounce ideas off of Derek because Derek has experience betting. You know, and that's not something that any other casino could say where, you know, Jay Cordigay does not go to the owner of the Westgate to talk sports betting. You have that over at South Point, but you don't have that just everywhere. So I think there is something special about what's going into circus sports. And, you know, and, and bottom line, though, if they don't provide fair odds and and good, unique bets, then people can go anywhere. So. Um, you know, we'll see what, what the future holds for it, but it sounds good right now. It looks good. 
as far as everything I can see, I haven't seen Derek Stevens making too many bad moves. <laughs> that is for sure. Again, talking to Mark, Mark Meltzer of edgevegas.com about the opening of Circus Sportsbook. Uh, look, man, let's, I mean, Circus Sports wrote, I'm reading this tweet from Visa right now. They wrote $830,000 in business on their opening day and lost $125,000. Um, they had a promotion of the no juice opening day. Um, look, you, you, we're talking about one day out of 364 more to come when it comes to that. Um, promotions, everything else that goes into that, I, I certainly get it. But it's it's fun, almost you know, funny to me to see that they lost you know 125,000 on their opening day doing no juice. Um, do you think that that will ever, I, I completely realize this is a drop in the bucket when it comes to this long term, but do you think that this will maybe persuade other books to not do that? I mean, when you're talking about writing, what, 830K, almost a million, you're talking about 10% to 5% to 20% vague plus the hold and all that type of stuff. Um, I'd be interested to see what they would have done had they done big, but do you think that that number would persuade other books from not doing promotions like that for say one day a year or whatever it is? No, I don't think it'll change anything. The, the no juice promotion was a marketing gimmick, if you will. You know, it people flew in. I was standing in line behind somebody that flew in from New Jersey with a duffel bag of loot so he could gamble on the games. So you're not going to get that every time a, a sports book does a promotion with no juice. Um, South Point does no South Point does some no juice promos. Yeah, uh, Westgate does some no juice promos or minus one hundred fives over at South Point. You know, and those are just for the locals. You know, I think this was a grand opening of a and debut of a sportsbook brand, and he looked at this opportunity as a way to just get the name out there to get more people talking about his company. Um, will they do it again? I think so. Um, will other people do it? Definitely. Will there be this kind of massive promotion with going on it where you see people flying in from other states just to get no juice? Probably not. You know, I think maybe, you know, it's not worth it for most people to, to spend $500 flying across the country just to place a few bets. However, there's always a handful of people that, that might do something like that. Definitely. Let's talk about the other next thing you were talking about, which was they. I was talking to um, Greg Peterson about this when we were um, having a drink, uh, ironically at the D a couple uh, last weekend, and we were talking about you know kind of what Circa was looking to do out there, and we talked about they're going to have the most um, uh, the most aggressive futures odds in the world, and I really thought about that for a second. What does that mean? Um, obviously, we saw the two-way wagering. I kind of took it to mean maybe the longest odds for teams, the best odds when it comes to all teams' futures. Uh, what does that statement kind of mean to you? And is it just the two-way uh, futures odds is kind of the first step in that, or is that kind of the extent of it? I'm not sure there's much you can add to the futures market besides you know who's going to win. Uh, but then again, I'm not. I haven't really put too much thought into it to be honest. Um, I do think they want to offer, like I said. They want to make sure that tourists who come to Fremont Street to Las Vegas have an opportunity to bet on their favorite teams. So whether that's yes or no on a, on a team, or maybe it's having more, I guess, uh, trying to think like home run, uh, home run championship in baseball or MVP or something like that, whether it's petitioning for new, new and unique or different things. Uh, we've seen a little bit more of that with Nevada sports books in the past few years. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think they're going to want to do that uh, more often than not. So whether it's, you know, creating individual prop futures or whether it's creating team futures, I think there, there's might be a way for them to go. Now that I talk myself through all of this, um, <laughs> they, 
they they might have an angle to get a little bit further in props than uh, or in future future props than uh, than I'm thinking right now off the top of my head. I'm going to say this and this is going to come out negatively and this is not how I mean it, but I think it bears noting to be said because when you're when you're going through the levels of what you want out of this industry and this business, I think that, look, the two-way futures odds, um, I, I completely realize that this is a pipe dream. It's not going to happen in a Las Vegas sports book, but to me, it's almost more of a publicity thing than an actual way to short a market, which is what this is designed for. And the reason I say that is, let's say, uh, you know, I'm going to pick a team here when we go over the yes, no, will they um, win the Super Bowl? Um, I mean, let's look at, I'm trying to find somebody that's at least, you know, bettable on the no side. The lowest no is minus 1100, meaning for the Patriots, if you want to bet that they will not win the Super Bowl, you have to lay $1,100 to win 100. Now, before we even talk about limits, we're going to go to the next one. Um, the next lowest, I believe, is uh, Browns at 20. So it's Chiefs at, you have to lay 1050 to make $100. These no's seem wildly inflated, yet they're getting the recognition, which they do deserve because they're the first person person or first company in Vegas to offer it as a whole. However, to me, this is much more of a publicity stunt to at least say we're offering it, but none of these no markets are at all bettable to me. Do you agree with that or no? Um, I definitely, I, I, I don't know many recreational bettors that have that kind of cash that they want to tie up for such limited returns. So uh, I, I think you're right. And I understand why you say it comes off as negative because it sort of does, but at the same time, they're there, and you know, if somebody wants to make that investment, they can do it, and that's something at least they can say for themselves. You know, we're giving you the option. I don't know what the fair number is on the uh, on the no side, um, but they're they're extremely long. You're not going to see a lot of people investing in minus twenty thousand on no. Yeah, for for some of the teams, you know, I I think the Lions was some ridiculous number, but you're not fourteen thousand. Yeah, you're not going to bet fourteen thousand dollars to win a hundred. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. I get it, but it seems a little counterproductive to offer numbers only that high. I think it's fine to offer it. You know, it's just an expanded menu, and that's something that mobile betting allows sportsbooks to do today. Yeah. So you know, whether or not people actually take them up on those offers is a different story. But you know, half the numbers that come out now, I feel like are are there just for publicity. You know, the Westgate has. Will Tiger Woods or Brooks Cap? I can't remember. So will some golfer win X majors by 2040? Nobody's going to. I mean, they yeah, I saw it. that. You know, Caesars is doing fake odds for uh, Bleacher Report, like the uh, kind of odds you would find offshore. You know, they but you can't bet them in the casino. So I think there's there, there's a whole new world of sports betting opening up with the national legalization. And I think having different uh, actual bettable uh, wager wagering options is good. Uh, whether or not people should or shouldn't do it, that's for somebody else to talk about. That's not for me to decide. Um, will I invest my money in that? Definitely not. And you know that I'd rather have my cash uh, liquid, as it, as it were. I don't do many futures as it is because I don't like having you know a couple hundred dollars tied up for a season. Yeah, I agree. It's just they're very long. Um, one thing that they are doing next to their odds board that I think is amazing, which kind of speaks to this show, which was, you know, when this podcast began, it was two things. One, to look inside the world of professional sports betting, the people in it, but it was also look 
looking at how social media kind of changed the game and the impact that it's had. Uh, Circus Sports basically putting up a live Twitter feed next to their um, odds board, which I think is absolutely amazing. I don't know if you have to be verified to be able to um, go or to be featured on there. If you just tag at Circus Sports and they like your tweet, that will happen. Um, but I think it's kind of a cool thing that maybe they are on the only uh, parent company in Las Vegas to kind of start incorporating where this new generation of sports bettors are coming from, which is social media, gambling, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's kind of where the attention is right now. And they seem to be the first people that are kind of taking advantage of that. They are definitely the first. And that def- that's something that stood out to me when I first went in there was, hey, they have this and nobody else does. And then uh, on Saturday at the opening, I saw people tweeting just so they could be up there on the screen. So I don't know what I don't know if it's people that had verified accounts or what, but people were stoked to see their name up in lights next to the lines. Anything else? I kind of just uh, all of those questions were kind of picked apart from your first answer. But what else kind of stood out to you um, in being at kind of the circus sport, uh, circus sports uh, boutique book at the Golden Nugget? As you said, anything um, that you, anything else you noticed that they have that you know nobody else does, or anything that they are um, you know showed to do well during that first time, or anything at all? Yeah, there was something I actually just wrote about this morning um, that will be published hopefully by the time the pod comes out. Is that they have, uh, I believe it's Stadium Technologies, there is their company that provides a lot of their stuff. And when you go to the desk and the t- you give the ticket rider your bet, there is a screen in front of the ticket rider that will show you what your ticket would look like. So you can confirm it before they actually go print the ticket, which I think is a better way to show people what they're betting. And in case there's a flub somewhere, if somebody says Ravens and they think you mean another team, you're you're not gonna have you should have fewer miscap mishaps uh, over there. Other than that, uh, you know the line seemed fair, the props seemed good. Uh, people were having a good time. There were people betting large max bets, and it seems like they're going to be very aggressive taking larger bets, uh, which is good. Whether you you'll probably need to call in advance to set something up, but um, I think they they're going to be very willing to take large bets. Um, other than that, though. You know, the lines were fair. The staff was nice. Uh, the tech was pretty cool, whether it's kiosk or that screen up in front by the ticket writer. Um, they have drink tickets, which you don't see at every sports book nowadays. And uh, we enjoyed a few of those. That's After, what I was going to uh, ask you. I, I know you're king of the comps. I wanted to know the drink ticket situation, my friend. I believe it's about one every 50 bucks, but I'm Ooh. still waiting on email with that answer. Um, so don't hold me to that. But um, I know guys that dropped way more money than I did and got no drink tickets, probably because they were in a rush and had way too much cash on them. Um, so I think if you and something I recommend to people at no matter where they bet, uh, just ask if you don't get tickets. And if they say no, then they say no. You know, that's the worst thing that can happen, you know, is somebody says no to you that we're not going to hook you up. My uh, a friend of mine was at Bellagio last uh, December betting on football, and they said he needed 100, and, I think it was 150 to receive one ticket. I'm like, dude, he just bet yeah. 200 bucks. Can you hook me up with a second ticket so I can enjoy a cold beverage with my buddy? It's like, yeah, here's no problem. Yeah. So just it never hurts to ask uh, when you're looking for comps. I, You don't have to be greedy about it. You don't have to be a jerk about it, but politely asking somebody – you know, and explaining to them what why you want or, you know, that that goes a long way. And being nice never really hurts anybody. So that's a good thing there. But 
I think, uh, you know, they're off to a good start and, you know, we'll see. I'll look forward to seeing the, uh, the second, uh, level of the D when that opens up in a few weeks or a couple weeks. And, um, you know, we'll see circa 2020 in December. So the last thing I wanted to, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was the kiosks. I'm, I'm looking at your Twitter feed, seeing the picture um, of them. What is, what are you able to do at the kiosks? Can you place a bet there? Um, what is kind of the purpose of the kiosks? It's basically the same as any other kiosk. So uh, it, it essentially allows you to replace humans. So yeah, you can go there, look at the odds. You could place a bet. You know, it's strictly cash. You could get comp points from uh, using your player's club card. Just put it right in a machine. So it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty nice uh, thing. And I, I wrote uh, today about the sports betting kiosks in Pennsylvania. Seventy five percent, or approximately seventy five percent, of all sports bets are made via kiosk. Mm-hmm. So people are definitely taking to the new tech. And uh, they're super simple to use. And, uh, you know, I think as as technology grows and I, it makes me feel like an old man. But, you know, you go to McDonald's now and don't have to deal with the person. You know, you could just bang in a, what you want over there in a kiosk. I used to do that at Wawa in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Where they say, do you want bacon on your sandwich after you order it? I'm like, do I want bacon? Of course I want bacon. <laughs> so you know, the, the sports betting kiosks are great. And these uh the the stadium technology kiosks that are at the Golden Gate are also now with the Link and Caesars and Treasure Island. So you know it's good to see them expanding uh, throughout these throughout Las Vegas and hopefully gets more people into betting that you know we're afraid to deal with ticket writers. Do you think that it takes away jobs from locals in Nevada? That's the other side I always hear when people talk about more kiosks. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I want my, I care about me. And if you're going to make my life easier, then God bless. I'm all for it. You know, automation is going to screw a lot of people in this, in the next, you know, 20, hundred years. And whether that's MGM using it for drink service and some people get let go, you know, that, that, that's part of what technology allows for us to do. And honestly, if it makes my life better, then I'm looking for, out for number one and number one is me. So. I, I sound like a jerk when I say stuff like that, but honestly, it's what I—it's what matters to me. Couldn't agree more, man. Could not agree more. Um, I want to get you out of here. I want to ask you a couple, just grand scheme of things. I'm looking at this rendering of the Circa um, Sportsbook, which to me, uh, let's call a spade a spade, looks uh, a lot, uh, dare I say, nicer than even the nicest of the nice, um, in my regard, that is basically the Westgate, and dare I say the win, I think has done a really good job as that. Um, I believe VEASAN is also going to be moving into there, at least for a second studio. All the renderings have the VEASAN booth right off to the left of the sportsbook. Uh, could Circa um, really you know, come in and become that gold standard for bookmaking? Um, Circa Casino and Circa Sports, the, the sportsbook, we're talking about the main casino, which is really going to be you know, the one that could potentially make this move. Um, do they have the fire? I don't want to say do they have the firepower. They certainly do. But can they, just based on location of being, I know Westgate's kind of off strip, but Circa it will be really off strip um, in the Fremont District downtown. Um, so do you see them kind of being able to make that move if things break right um, or what can kind of hold them back? Well, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, it's a large sports book in a part of town where you don't have the most affluent guests. I think Derek is trying to change that with this hotel. And we'll see. You know, they're taking a year and a half um, to build up the Circa brand so that by the time they move over to the big shop, uh, 
they have their they, everything is firing on all cylinders. So the the sportsbook operation should be able to handle it. Um, they're going to have, um, in addition to the Vsin studio, they're going to have, I believe, what they're calling a radio row on the third level of the sportsbook, and that's going to be like five different broadcast studios for uh, for anybody that comes to Las Vegas to cover their team. So let's say the Vancouver Canucks uh, come here, they're right. They can uh, go hang out at, sport, at Circus Sportsbook and uh, do their broadcast every night. So that that's one of the things. It's it's going to be a challenge. I mean, they're going to have, I believe they said 350 seats at the new sportsbook at, when Circa opens. And that's a lot of room that, you know, when you look at July in the sportsbook, yeah, I'm at Red Rock and there might be 10 people there. So, you know, when does that make money? How does it make money? And is there enough liquidity in the market is are they going to have enough action i honestly have no idea i mean we're looking you know probably what year is it it's 2019 we're looking probably at about two years before they really get underway and start doing business so i think you know march madness of 2021 might be the the first time we see serious action whether it's you know uh from parties on pool deck or whether it's a packed house in the sports book you know super bowl might have some people but to me march madness blows that away uh so you know i will they will they definitely do something i don't know i'm not that smart um are they setting themselves up for success i think their roadmap there is definitely a smart one and a good way to take good way to approach it and if you have vsin and other partners you know they're the official downtown casino of uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to guess they do something with the Raiders when that happens. So, or when they get here. So I think they'll just keep being creative and smart and creating large events that draw people to that sports book. Again, whether there's enough money, you know, wagered and spent on food and beverage from, from sports writers, I'm not entirely sure because I really don't know. I mean, the route, the hotel is going to be huge. The casino is going to be multi-level. They're going to have a ton of restaurants. They're going to have spa service. So it's going to be a full-fledged resort, unlike the Golden Gate, which has no restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, or or no pool, you know, where you're built in an older building. So I think it's going to be something very different. And you know, I'm not running P&Ls for for uh, Derek Stevens, so I have no idea how the economics works for that. I love it, man. Well, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your schedule. I know very busy time of, of year for you covering absolutely everything in Las Vegas. What do you have going on? Anything uh, articles otherwise people should check out wherever they are or just uh, you on Twitter at Meltz Vegas, M-E-L-T-Z Vegas, V-E-G-A-S um, and edgevegas.com. Anything else you have going on that you want to plug? I want to give you the floor, my friend. Well, definitely. You know, I just wrote about, like I mentioned, uh, circa the opening weekend. You know, it's, it's funny enough that you know, Las Vegas is opening as a new sportsbook operation opening. But as every other state rolls out their sports betting, you know, Nevada still has an, that old school infrastructure and that extended learning where, you know, we can launch a sportsbook. We can launch an app. We could have technology, new tech, technology all in the same day where when you look at other states out there, whether it's Nevada or not Nevada, uh, whether it's Pennsylvania or Illinois. Um, or Indiana, you know, they're, they're doing things at a very, very different rate. So I have that going up on the lines, um, probably will post by the time we get this, uh, this out there. And other than that, you know, 
just uh, getting ready for the summer and follow me on uh, Edge Vegas is my blog. That's where all my work goes. Have a little bit more fun and might be a little bit more of a jerk on Twitter at Milk Vegas, but uh, it's only good fun. I'm not. I'm trying not to be a jerk, even though that's typically my first, my first impulse to to be with people. So, uh, but in there, I mean, that gives more of a day to day picture of what I'm doing. But if you just want the nuts and bolts work stuff, that's over at the blog. Call you a lot of things, my friend, but a jerk is, is certainly not one of them. So again, I, I cannot thank you enough, man. Again, check him out on Twitter at Melts Vegas, all of his work on edgevegas.com and everywhere uh, that really anywhere when you're when you're looking for sportsbook stuff, you're looking to guides to Vegas, he is your man. So reach out to him. I'm sure he will be more than happy to help you out again, man. Can't thank you enough. And we will talk soon again, talking about the opening of Circus Sportsbook on the Inside Vegas podcast with Mark Melter. Thank you to Mark Meltzer talking all things Circus Sports Book. And as always, guys, we are brought to you by, by MyBookie.ag. What you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to go to MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag has been in business for years, and their rep is rock solid. Big cash bonuses off the bat. You're already making money for doing basically pretty much nothing. Two business days, fastest payouts in the industry. And of course, enter promo code SGP50 for a 50% deposit bonus. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, and you get paid. And the last plug for Amazon, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Amazon. Support the podcast when you're shopping at Amazon. Kill two birds with one stone. And again, get yourself a college experience t-shirt, Inside Vegas, Baby Whale, SGP Shield. You know how it is over there. So go get yourself a t-shirt, support the podcast. And as always, guys, we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.